0: Welcome to quantum number 142, well as they used to do in the old cinemas in the UK and in, here in Australia, uh, stand for the national anthem. Of course, we play that to commemorate the death of Prince Philip, just a few weeks short of his 100th birthday. Um, <clears throat> not the biggest fan of God Save the Queen as, as an anthem, particularly verse 6, I think, about crushing the rebellious Scots. But I play it because that is our prayer. Um, I really do feel for the Queen, married for 73 years and she's lost her stalwart, her rock. Philip, you know, interesting character. He played a pivotal, yeah, I think often underestimated role in establishing the monarchy. He obviously helped her a lot. He outlasted 14 prime ministers. He carried uh, over 22,000 solo public engagements. It's estimated that 22% of the UK population have met him, which is an astonishing figure. I think the only one who beats that is the Queen, who's about... uh, at 30%. But what about his Christian faith? It, it's very interesting to hear people claiming that he was uh, a Christian. So here, for example, it's Archbishop Setanu on the Andrew Marshall.
1: Close observers will have noticed that you are a man of strong and robust faith, and so is yeah. he. Tell us a little yeah. bit about his faith as you experienced it in those conversations.
2: Um I think I think I think the first time I think it was the ambassador's uh, dinner at Buckingham Palace, and and he really was ge- feeling very very sorry uh, for some of the things that were happening uh, in his family, particularly his sons. Um, and he said, "You believe, don't you?" I said, "Yes." Um, what would you say to me about the trouble that's happening with all my fa- my families? And I said, "Well, uh, Your Royal Highness." You are a family like any other family. And every family goes through good times and bad times. Important thing for me is that you should realize if people are married, they are not just a couple. There's a third and that's Jesus Christ. And they should begin to go to Jesus Christ. And then there was this pause. And then he says, of course, the, the queen and I are so strong in our belief in Christ. And fortunately my siblings needed to be given. Can you begin to pray for them? And there was I, um, immediately stopping and saying a prayer. Um, so there is, there, there was this unbelievable mm. depth of his rootedness, because he was so rooted in Christ, he didn't have any problem in relating to people by the faith or those who didn't believe at all, or those who doubted what he, he was doing, because his feet were so strong rooted in christ rooted in reality
0: so this strong and robust faith rooted in christ is that true though i don't think we know either way now maybe satan who's obviously much closer and would know knowing that but i've also spoken to people one man who told me that philip was mocked to the resurrection and another who preached uh, in front of him and got an absolute roasting a, an absolute roasting from Philip for uh, preaching the gospel. So who knows? We don't know. But we honour him and we pray for the Queen and we respect what he did and we know that this is a significant moment. Unlike Patrick Harvey of the Scottish Greens who in the Scottish Parliament said this.
1: May I join the other leaders in offering my sincere condolences to Prince Philip's family, his friends and all those who will miss him. In this chamber as in this country we do not all share the same views of the monarchy uh, or the same feelings today it would be wrong to pretend that we did and as a party which wishes for an elected head of state we reflected carefully on whether and how we should take part in today's proceedings but just as it would be wrong to give a performance of feelings not sincerely felt It would equally be wrong to imply by our absence any kind of personal disrespect to those who have lost someone important to them, whether personally or otherwise. And this has been a year of terrible loss for the world, including up to 150,000 COVID deaths across the UK, most of them announced without ceremony as daily statistics. The toll has been heaviest on those with least. But while there is no great leveller in how we live our lives, we are today reminded that there is no extreme of wealth, privilege, or status, which can protect us from mortality. Jock Thompson's Bairns may be something of a cliché, but in this respect, every human being is indeed equal. Death comes to us all, and every family faces the pain of loss.
0: Now, in many ways, what Patrick Harvey said was right, but I think the tone was wrong. I think the, the almost we're dragged to pay this respect. We have to, because it would look bad if we didn't. But what about all the other people who have died, all of which is true? What about the fact that he was rich and so on? It was, I just think, ugly actually what he did. Although the statement there, that death is the equalizer for us all, isn't that the truth? And speaking of death, let's go to some other deaths. Um, This gentleman, DMX died this week.
3: Yeah, uh. In the name of Jesus. Yes. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. For this is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen. Uh. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't like me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, And I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt. Yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my saviour's name. In the name of Jesus. Devil,
0: Lord, re- give me a sign. Earl Simmons. He had, I think, five number one albums in a row. In the late 1990s and early 20s, he died, aged 50. I believe it was from a heart condition. Very interesting man as Mr. Simmons. He his music was often dark and yet shot through with Christianity, as as you can gather from from many of the songs. From that song that we've just played, he was a criminal. He was he battled addictions. Um, and he struggled. He really, really, really did struggle. But, you know, when I listen to his stuff, I find in that struggle and in that music a reality and a depth that's missing from a lot. Um, also, his story is so sad. As a child, he was beaten by his mother and her lovers. So, yeah, it's no wonder that there was pain there. And then another person who died was Shirley Williams, the right, Honourable Shirley Williams, One of the original gang of four politicians, Labour politicians, who left to form the Social Democratic Party. By the way, I remember that well. I was in Edinburgh at the time and I got a phone call the night before saying, Dave, there's something big going to happen. I was in the Labour Party at the time. We know you want to be part of this. Can you go down to? And they gave me a venue and we went. And uh, it was Shirley Williams and Roy Jenkins and David Owen uh, and Bill Rogers, We formed this new party. I was one of the original members of the Social Democratic Party before it stopped being social or democratic and joined up with the Liberal Democrats, who are neither Liberal nor Democratic. But she was a remarkable woman. She was 90 years old, Um, lots of good things about her, many things I would disagree, but I think a quality of politician that sadly is, is lacking today so much. And then let's come on to wars and rumors of wars. Just some of the things that are going on. It re- keep your eye on Russia and Ukraine. Russia's having a big build up there and it really does look. There were four Ukrainian soldiers being killed. It really does look as though Russia is preparing to invade the Ukraine. And then of course the China and Taiwan. The Biden administration announced last Friday that it was stepping up contacts between US and Taiwanese officials which will upset the Chinese who have sent 25 military jets into Taiwanese airspace. I hope and pray this doesn't happen but I would expect within the next three or four years China to invade Taiwan. And then Iran has felt emboldened to enrich uranium for the first time to 60%. Now, why is that important? Because it's a real possibility that the Iranians could produce an atomic bomb, and an atomic bomb dropped on Israel. The consequences of that are just unbelievable. And then here's a song from one of my favorite movies.
4: This is the end, beautiful friend.
0: That's of course the end from The Doors and from Apocalypse Now, uh, a war, uh, a movie about the war in Vietnam, which was a disaster for America. Well, Joe Biden has announced that uh, the troops will be leaving Afghanistan twenty years to the day after September 11th. It is the British couldn't control Afghanistan, the Russians couldn't control Afghanistan and the Americans couldn't control Afghanistan it is the end but one wonders what will happen what the Taliban will do and where this is all going to go but what a waste of a war alright let's turn on to something um, new or something different and that is Martin Iles, who is the boss of the Australian Christian Lobby, appeared on ABC's Q&A. Now, I've written about this, and you can get the links to it, but it was an astonishing setup against him, and he did remarkably well, despite all his detractors, including those within the church. Here's a, an example of a question he faced. Uh, by the way, the question was obviously on homosexual. It was given by a gay man who accused him in different ways and as i said most of the questions were hostile but this was his answer my question to you martin Iles, is if
4: jesus came back today what would he do um, i beg your pardon i missed your name alan. alan 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 thank you for the question and it's um important and i'm glad to have the opportunity to answer it in front of you uh, and others who are watching Um, There was a word in the question which I'd like to address first and then I'll address the Israel Folau if that's okay. The first word I'd like to address is the word hate. Um, Hate is a word that is thrown around a lot. I I, I see it every day thrown at me. It's a very, very serious word. It refers to somebody's motive. It's an
0: attitude of heart. Or at least part of of his answer. It was excellent. Um, And he's right about hate. And he's right about how Christians don't hate anyone. But the hatred towards him... Encouraged, I have to say, by the ABC, who, despite the fact that they received tweets in support of him, only put up tweets that were opposed to him. Anyway, I'm not being paranoid, but these guys are. That is Black Sabbath's Paranoid. It is uh, it's a phenomenal song, and I'll tell you why it's there. Because I was thinking about it, I don't know why it came to mind. And I read this week for the first time how it came about. Black Sabbath were looking for a song to put on an album. This was just to be a filler, and it took them 30 minutes to write and record it, and it ended up being their most popular song ever. Now, I know the song, we know the riff, it's a very famous riff, a very famous Uh, tune but until this week I hadn't really thought about the lyrics and I didn't think they'd be up to much but they were so just in case you can't make them out finished with my woman because she couldn't help me with my mind people think I'm insane because I'm frowning all the time all day long I think of things but nothing seems to satisfy think I'll lose my mind if I don't find something to fast pacify can you help me occupy my brain I need someone to show me the things in life I can't find. I can't see the things that make true happiness. I must be blind. It's Ecclesiastes. It's, it's today's humanity in so many ways. The lack of satisfaction. Brilliant song. I hadn't realized the lyrics were so good. Now let's come on to the mad world. This is, as we always say, unbelievable. But university students in some UK universities will not be marked down for poor spelling, grammar, and punctuation in exams because it would be elitist. Oh, just no! You're kidding me. You, you got to be kidding me. But it's for real. Academics have been told that insisting on good written english discriminates against ethnic minorities and those who went to underperforming schools so the idea is this is so patronizing it's saying that uh, black people for example are somehow less intelligent and need to be given special treatment or poor people then I, f- I just find all of that so annoying hull university has a new policy says that the requirement for a high level of proficiency in written english can be seen as homogenous, North European, white, male, and elite. Because, of course, women can't do English. Non-elites can't do English. (coughs) Professor Alan Smithers, an education expert at the University of Buckingham, sums it up rather well. Inclusive assessment makes me want to weep. Exams are there to discriminate between those who can and those who cannot, including being able to say clearly what you mean. And let's come on in the mad world to Black Lives Matter. There's an astonishing tale of Patrice Can Coolers, aged 37, who um, is the co founder of Black Lives Matter, and who, despite claiming she's a Marxist, has bought four high end homes for $3.2 million in the US alone. She's also eyed property in the Bahamas uh, as well. Uh, really, quite extraordinary. She purchased a $1.4 million dollar home on a secluded road, a short drive from Malibu in Los Angeles. Uh, Breathtaking, breathtaking. And yet, Jason Whitlock, a critic of Black Lives Matter, was censored by Twitter for drawing attention to this. He pointed out that she's bought a property in an area called Topanga, where only 1.4% of the population is black. Just, wow, the hypocrisy is breathtaking on all sides. There's so much in that story that tells us about our culture. And all these corporations that are donating to Black Lives Matter and all those churches that are supporting Black Lives Matter as an organization, you're contributing to this hypocrisy. But mind you, the church can really do hypocrisy remarkably well. There's a book, and we're still in the Mad World section, by the way, uh, A Rhythm of Prayer, A Collection of Meditations for Renewal, edited by Sarah Besse and includes a prayer or by Chakwina Walker Barnes prayer of a weary black woman and this is what this is the prayer this is a, in a book of prayers dear god please help me to hate white people or at least to want to hate them At least I want to stop caring about them, individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided, racist souls, to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist. My prayer is that you'd help me to hate the other white people. You know, the nice ones. The Fox News loving, Trump supporting voters who don't see colour, but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. Lord, if you can't make me hate them, at least spare me from the perennial gaslighting, white man's mansplaining, and white woman tears. Guess what? That's going to remain on Amazon. It's a New York Times bestseller. They're not going to ban that, although it's full of hatred. Walker Barnes describes herself as a theologian, minister, and psychologist. Well, whatever she is, she's not a theologian of the Bible. And let's stick with America. California has paved the way for male prison inmates to be transferred to women's prisons. Get this, over 255 men who identify as either female or non-binary have requested and been granted that they transfer to women's prisons, only six the other way. Now what's fascinating about this again is that there was a woman who wanted to know how many inmates in Washington state identify as transgender And how many of those transgender identified inmates have been given transfers to go from men's prison to women's prison? She filed a freedom of information request and she was reported to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, who are suing her for asking for information, just for asking for information. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, let's go lighter. Those of you who are from Australia, you'll recognise this. (laughs) is Bluey. award winning mega-hit, animated series about the healers, a family of dog-shaped humans, parents are bandit and Chili, four-year-old Bingo and six-year-old Bluey. And they live with in a, in a beautiful house in Brisbane. These are animated characters, by the way. So it's brilliant. My grandkids absolutely love it, and I love watching it with them. It is It is one of the best children's things I've ever seen. Well, not according to the ABC who posted an article by someone called Beverly Wang. Beverly Wang says this. Can Bluey be more representative? As a parent of colour, she wants to know this. Um, She asks, Where are the disabled, queer, poor, gender-diverse dogs of colour and single-parent dog families in Bluey's Brisbane? Somebody seriously wrote that. And the ABC seriously published it. Don't they know that Bluey is a dog of colour? Bluey is blue. Ugh. All this political correctness, it is a mad world. All right, here, here's Bill Maher. <laughs> this was hilarious. Um, worth watching the whole thing, but this is Bill Mayher talking about the Oscars and how, not the Oscars, we're talking about films, how films, you see, um, now people have to stand up and explain about old films, you know, about why they're, they're harmful. Well, here's some suggestions he has.
4: Uh, the Wizard of Oz, a powerful woman of color is murdered by a rural <laughs> white girl. Um, Psycho, inaccurately portrays the lives of the vast majority of transgender motel owners. Uh, Rosemary's Baby fails to present Planned Parenthood as a viable option. Jaws, portrays white people as victims. Wrong! (laughs) The graduate depicts a problematic age discrepancy that you can't blame on the man.
3: Uh,
4: the, oh, look, the greatest story ever told, yes, warning portrays in a positive light, a power imbalance between Mary, a Palestinian teenager, and God, a more powerful man.
0: And then let's stick in America with uh, Joe Biden. Um, he's, he's got this bill, the 2.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Now, I'm not so much arguing about the rights and wrongs about that. What I'm concerned about is the way that the English language is being used, because it's for infrastructure. But only 6% of it is for infrastructure. Again, this is what happens when language disintegrates. <laughs> Move on, and here's Mick Jagger.
3: Sooner a vaccine, Bill Gates is in my bloodstream. It's my control. The others flat and cold. It's never warming up. The act turned to slush. The seconds coming late. And-
0: a song about COVID. It's actually an anti-lockdown song. You know, all these old rockers are all joining in. Van Morrison, uh, Eric Clapton, and now even the granddaddy of all, Mick Jagger. But yeah, so what's going on with COVID? Not good in Brazil, not good in lots in India, not good in lots of places, lots of argument about vaccines. And one of them is the question of a vaccine passport as well but maybe I'll come back to the vaccine passport another time but let's hear what Boris has to say about why the UK is doing so well at the moment.
2: I want to make a, a very important point about about where we are with the with the pandemic because clearly everybody's been able yesterday to uh, to go to the pub, or you be going to the uh, to the pub to to go shopping get a haircut uh, and and so on and that's uh, that's great and the, the numbers are down the, of infections and hospitalizations and, and, uh, and deaths. But it is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers in hospitalisations and in deaths and in infections has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement.
0: Here's the problem. Boris is lying. He, he seems to do this quite a lot. Um, there is no evidence that it is the lockdown which has caused the number of British deaths and people in hospital to decline. It is the vaccine. 55% of people in Britain now have antibodies. That's why COVID is not spreading so fast. So why is Boris lying? because he's scared of another variant coming in and he's seeking to manipulate people, but people are not going to believe him if he lies, and it is a lie. Incredible. Okay. Yeah. All of this stuff going on in the world. Do you know, I I don't understand. If you're not a Christian, I don't understand how you can cope with it. I I don't think you do, actually. I think people just shut their eyes people just seek a form of escapism
3: but, that given me, and my fight you.
0: but DMX with all his demons if you like with all the problems that he had DMX I think got it right Lord we thank you and I'm gonna leave you with this song in tribute to him but most of all to thank the Lord that he is sovereign over all that he will provide for his people if you'd like to support quantum just go to the podbean fundraiser if you've got news views comments please feel free to send them to me you'll get all the links for this on the website theweefly.com, and uh hopefully see you next week but meanwhile lord we do thank you
3: We slip, not fall. worth it cause I have a purpose and I don't always do how-